is NAGP Resurrection, the podcast where we talk about this week in gaming news. And, of course, we have a topic. Tonight, we're talking all about gaming mascots. The ones we loved, the ones we hated, and possibly the ones we cherished. Then we have some game recommendations and final thoughts. I'm your host, Joseph Burchette, and with me I have Lionel. Beat yo meat. Mm, and Mike. That's a bitch move, Santa. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Mike is possessed. Not surprising. Alrighty, what we got here? First bit of news. All the way from Six Flags, we have a VR roller coaster ride. Yes, so I thought I'd just toss this in here real quick. This is another good example of where I think VR will fit in beautifully. So in the video, they were just, it's basically pretty set, it's set up how you're using, I think they're using the Samsung Gear VR. So they put the headset on you right before the roller coaster ride starts. And as you're, and they have the roller coaster like hooked up to some bigger computer somewhere. So it knows exactly when you're going down and up. And that's reflected in the VR experience. So in this case, it's Superman, some sort of thing that's going on with him. Yep. It looks pretty cool as you're like going all the way down. You're seeing Superman kind of like trying to save He's you. He's out there saving like your black ass. Yeah, exactly. All right, seriously, Mike, we're going to need you to exercise that demon. <laughs> yeah, so that's. So, what do you gentlemen think about this use of VR? I'm down. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's kind of like uh, the the natural step up from those weird VR rides, the ones where it's just like the moving seats and the big screen. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, I didn't see this one coming, but I suppose it makes sense. Um, they look like shit, but I imagine <laughs> it's just because of costs. You know, they have to get so many of them. But uh, eventually, it'll get like the well. The guy was talking about having it be AR rather than VR, and that could be. Yeah. Neat. But uh, yeah, I was never a big roller coaster guy. Ditto. Uh, maybe I'd try it. It mm. seems interesting, but it also seems like pretty freaky to like put this thing on your head and then strap yourself into this thing that's fucking, you know? <laughs> yeah, like a hundred miles per hour or something. Yeah, it's like get on this roller coaster and another plane of reality. Yeah, I, I mean it's pretty terrifying. I mean, just using the just you know in the roller coaster when you're going. Like shooting way down incredibly fast, but not knowing when that's going to happen. I think that's like a whole nother level of fear right there. So, oof, there could definitely be some pretty terrifying situations here. But it is pretty neat that they're integrating this more into theme park related stuff. So, we'll see where that leads to. Man, you are some bitches. That sounds like fun to me. Mm. Well, I'm not. I don't like roller coasters like Mike. So I didn't. I didn't say it didn't sound fun. I was just being a dick because you guys said you weren't in the roller coasters. Also, I didn't know. <laughs> it did just look kind of. <laughs> Bless you. The uh, yeah, the graphics were just really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I, but I, when they were talking with the guy, this is clearly like their first iteration. So hopefully, it'll 
get be more improved as things progress. But um, yeah, I'm more so... about the the like the shooting gallery kind of <laughs> in the room kind of thing we were talking about before. Like that yeah. sounds cool. Yeah, I'm... that sounds cool too. Now, uh, wouldn't it be a pisser if like you put this thing on? And the scenario is you have to follow Superman while he flies through rings created by Luthor. <laughs> that would be a that would be a game, not a very good game. Mm. You know what game it would be, Joe? Oh, I do. Yeah. In fact, we're going to be talking about that particular type of game where oh, it was running on later. Anyway, we'll get to that later on. Oh, I um, know. All right. Uh, so next article here. Well, not really an article. It's another YouTube video. But um, Mighty Number no. 9 launched this week. And it's not... Yeah, ooh. clear out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's not doing so hot. It's getting some pretty... So the the video I put up here was by IGN's review of it. And pretty much all the big gaming sites are getting reviews of it. And it's not... Ooh. It's no, not getting I have, good. I haven't seen these. Are they bad or are they just not amazing? They're... They're just they're they're basically saying that it's, it's both. Yeah, it, Mike said it right. It's pretty much it. You know, you have the expectations for it to blow your dick off like a Mega Man game, and instead mm. you get kind of an average two D platformer that has some interesting ideas, but a lot of stuff that isn't fully executed, and like a boring art style. Mm. It's all these kind of criticisms that are. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's just not living up to what people wanted, which is a shame because it was a Kickstarter game. Yeah, um, I'm hoping this doesn't dissuade Inafune. I'm praying he just kind of learns from this scenario because I want I want more stuff like this. I don't want this to be like a. I don't want this to be the end. So. I don't think it's going to be the end at all. I think what the problem was, and actually in the next uh, the next article here is by Kotaku, where they're just there's an interview where they talk to Inafune about the whole situation and you know what's going on and what happened, and really it just came down to that for the first like I think he said like seventy percent of the game he was kind of in it creatively, but the rest he was just doing the business. He was just running the this new oh, yeah. that he was creating. So the problem and. and- didn't really know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, after he left <coughs> Capcom, I mean, he, this was his first time running his own company, so he had to spend most of the time just making sure people were even aware of what he was doing. So mm-hmm. that could have been one of the main reasons why the game isn't anywhere near as good as people had hoped it would be, because he just really wasn't even mm-hmm. dealing with it most of the time. That that actually makes sense, because I want to say I was hearing stories about how that was... Um causing some some awkward situations some some problems was like he's running a company he doesn't really know how to run a company this is not what he's been doing he's got a lot of experience but it's always been in the creative yeah i mean and also too i believe he remember at the time that the kickstarter came out he was working on a whole bunch of other projects he was making an, an anime he was doing the whole that record yeah into, um, I, mean, I want to say it was red ruin or something yeah. like that yeah it used um it used uh what, what beck and call the characters from mighty number no. nine albeit in different for- formats it was basically gonna be the mighty number no. nine equivalent to mega man legend right Mega Man Legends. yeah yeah so i mean the man was just being probably spread incredibly thin i mean that's still 
I, I, I it still sucks that the the game came out in the form that it came out, but you know there was a lot of pressure on him. It seems like he had to come out with something. Yeah. People were expecting some, you know Mega Man, something Mega Man related or like. And, and, and to be fair, I was part of that crowd. Even the previous episode and many episodes back, I was screaming, "Just release it!" Yeah, forgot was how long. Uh, did you back it? Uh, no, it kind of like came and went. Like by the time I realized it, it had already been fully funded, and you know, I was considering uh, backing Red Ruin, and then I think I was like, "Well, I'm too damn broke," and then they canceled it anyway. Well, not canceled it, but you no. know, yeah, funded it themselves. Are you a big Mega Man fan? Yeah. Uh. I think me and Joe have gone on gone on about this before. While I like the old school Mega Man's, um, my wheelhouse is really the X Games, and mine is the Zero X Games. Games. I love the Zero. Yeah, Games. Zero's tight too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's. A um, I think I think ZX is really my shit though. Oh, I love ZX. <laughs> ZX is quite good. Got Common Rider and my Mega Man. Yeah. And I like what what they do with ZX is that they kind of continue on the story after Zero, so they it's a it's an ongoing well, story, which is cool. They all do. There's ties to every well to every Mega Man. You can well, there's, you can more or less link everything back to the original to varying degrees. Well, there's no official linking between Mega Man and X. I mean, yet they they never actually revealed. I mean, well, people made there's, lots there's, and lots of connections. They tried to, but there's well, nothing there's official. Hold on, there's certain things I actively say in there. Like, mm. um, the most direct one is uh, X to Zero. Yeah. But, uh, what is it? One of the endings in 5 uh, mentions, I think, X founding uh, a location, and this location ends up being a primary location in Mega Man Legends. Mm. So a lot of these things are alternate timelines. That that could be it, but I think the the most common timeline, uh, like like connection between Mega Man and X is that Mega Man just has ended up like his body just ended up getting like, just thrown away or something, and then X well, was, was he, like the newer a, model that Light was working on. From the well, yeah, he's definitely created by Doctor Light right. because of those capsules you find in the X games that have the armor upgrades. Yeah. So the like, uh, hologram talking to you is Dr. Light. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 common theory is that um X is made from the remains of the original Mega Man. But they never talk about Okay, we're going down a whole huge hole here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But that anyway, sorry. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, as you can tell, Lionel and I are huge <laughs> Mega Man fans. Um so mm. that's why it really hurt when this to see this game come out in the fall. Yeah. Did. Are you guys gonna buy it? I actually was going to buy it yesterday, but then I said after reading all the reviews and seeing it so bad, I actually am just buying. I actually ended up buying the first season of Chippendale Rescue Rangers for the same price. <laughs> so I, 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 I was debating: do I spend twenty dollars on Mighty Number no. Nine, or do I spend twenty dollars on seventeen episodes of Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Of what? Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a that's a that's a worthy purchase. There you go. <laughs> I mean, the only reason why I don't have Mighty Number no. Nine right now is I'm like legit broke. Um, I can't get anything to my next check. 
but yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you laughing about, Mike. Chippendale is tight. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's that is the choice I made. Sorry, Inafune-san, you lost <laughs> out to Chippendale. I didn't think about it that way. Now I feel bad. Oh, but um, mm. I I really trust me. That was a hard decision. <laughs> I had to spend, I spent a whole day trying to think about Sophie's choice. <laughs> Did you? Is it not on Hulu? No, it's not. I bought off not iTunes. On, not on Netflix. No, I, it's on only on Netflix, on iTunes. I just, I just not on it. YouTube. No. Um, well, I think the um, only place you'd really find it legit outside of uh, wherever <laughs> Joe got it is maybe like the Disney streaming service. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going. Well. No. Uh, uh, and that's which, a baby. I wonder how much that was. <laughs> you probably could have got two months of that. <laughs> yeah, but then I wouldn't have it forever. I need Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers forever. He needs Gadget Archived for um, oh. the various. Oh. She, is, right. she is small. Anyway. Um, so uh, the next article here, well, it's not even an article, it's another YouTube video. I put a lot of YouTube videos here. So after E3 came and went, The Verge, they did a lot of great coverage on it, especially a lot of video coverage too. And one video they made, they basically just talked about all the VR that was at E3. And they just went in great detail talking about how it's just, <laughs> it, nothing that they showed was even remotely that interesting for you know for vr considering how much hype it's been getting lately and it's still nothing there worth purchasing a headset for i forgot to i went through all the stories but i guess i missed this one yeah so i mean it was they did a really good job just doing all the comparisons and explaining why the game some of the games work and some of them you know some of them do some of them don't and honestly it's once again just saying that vr still works so I think she said, "What was the one game in there that was actually good?" The, oh, the one we talked about—the the the first person space crazy. What was it? Shoot, Farpoint. Yes, Farpoint. She said that was actually only real decent one there, experience wise, huh. out of all of them. Um, she tried Arkham. Yes, she tried Arkham. She said it just wasn't. It was just like pretty much felt like a demo. She said it wasn't really a lot of meat there at all. It was just. It just really. Oh, she said all of them really felt Wasn't like a demo. Wasn't it a demo? I don't. Was it a demo? I thought it was just like an actual. That was something that was going to be released with the game. I mean, not with the game, but you know, um, when it's VR like officially a, came out. It's like an hour long yeah. experience. Yeah. So. I saw uh, the latest Bossman. He he talked about E3, hmm. and uh, at the at the end, he did a supercut of from every single conference. Anytime. Everyone said experience. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not surprised on that. One. I'm sure that word was being used yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, so it was all about. So, probably gonna need a few more years before anything VR is really worth purchasing when it comes to a console or home set. Uh, all right, next next one here. Gamesindustry.biz. PlayStation VR demos hit stores starting tomorrow. So this article actually came out on the 16th. So it's um, uh, which means they're out now. Yeah. So yeah. they're setting up a bunch of kiosks uh, in GameStop, Best, and all the Best Buys all across the country. So I just looked, and the Best Buy close to where I am tomorrow at Best Buy, they're going to be having like a short 
period of time where they're going to be allowing you to try it on and try some games. So, hmm. I mean, this way you don't actually have to <clears throat> have it just yet. You can just try it out for yourself. So Yeah, I saw a, th- a thing where you could, like, look up yeah. where places where it would be. And it said that uh, the GameStop down the street from my house was oh, going nice. to have it. I went there today, and I didn't see anything. Hmm. You, know, you guys have fun standing in line with all the kids. I don't. I wonder if there will be a line. I'm curious. Probably how, not. I don't know. think it's not really. They're, they're probably not like advertising on TV or anything. Or no. It's. I feel like it's kind of just known to like, you know, the enthusiast press. Yeah. And people like us, where I don't think they're like. There's probably a little bit of Twitter and like Facebook advertising, or maybe. I don't know. I don't think people are going to line up. No, I don't think it's like, you know, the soccer moms and their little kids going, let's check out. Five bucks and a pizza. Five bucks and a pizza says when one of you goes in there, someone's going to be in there trying to use the kiosk to babysit their kid. Of course. (laughs) Uh, Mommy left. Look for a new daddy. I don't know. I think the retail space is. I don't know. Do people. Even really. More people just buy online. Mm. I don't know, but yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to try it. Just we'll see. Maybe the the Batman demo will be there, and a few other ones that showed at E3. So that's. I don't think the Batman thing will be there. They haven't even showed any footage off of that. Oh, you're probably right. Mm. Well, I'm gonna check it out tomorrow. So I will find out what's there. Right. Mm. Uh, this next one, I think I only put this one on here because I saw the Warcraft movie and want to talk about it a little bit. Mm. So Warcraft not doing so hot in America, but in China, it's doing amazingly well. Four hundred. Yeah. You know why that is, Joe? What was that? I mean, you know why that is, right? I do not. No. Is this where the wild gold farmers are? Oh. Exactly. <laughs> didn't even make the that reward for all the gold farmers. It's like, okay, you get to take a break this one day. We're all going out to watch the wild movie. <laughs> huh. I didn't even think about that. So in the first 12 days opening up in China, it made over $2 million. And then... I'm pretty sure it made a lot more than that. Oh, it did. Internationally, they're saying it made over $400 million. So it's... Yeah, it's been doing... And it's still... Two? Going up. It's doing pretty damn good. It's not in America. read that again? What was that $2 million? In the first 12 days of opening in China, Warcraft has made over $200 million. 200. Oh, did I say 2 million? You said 2 million. Oh, I'm saying... No, two hundred million. That is. Like, what a, was it? A private screaming for <laughs> screaming for yeah. the gold farmers. Yeah, that is a huge yeah. mistake on my my part. Um, but yeah, so I, it's not a bad movie. People, I don't know why people are going off on it. I mean, it's by far the most successful video game movie that's ever. Come yeah, out. they just didn't get it. I, Fuck them. Well, I mean, I I don't play Warcraft. I'm sure it's fine. Story. It is fine. I, I enjoyed it. People, quite a lot. nerds love to hate shit. They really, yeah, do. they like, do. I, I, I saw people, like, like, I knew someone who got free passes to see it, and he took a bunch of people, and he, and people were just like, you know, they just wanted to hate it because they could. Oh, God. They have nothing, nothing better to do. Yeah, I, th- I think, think you guys are right. I mean, the whole X-Men movie, I was still shocked at how bad reviews that thing got. I, I love it. was fun. Uh-huh. It was great. It was a, I, I don't understand people sometimes. Um, 
And if if I can throw another opinion like that out there, mm-hmm. I just saw Batman versus Superman recently. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I understand some of the dislike. I don't understand like the venomous ass vitriol they just spew all over that movie. You'd swear that movie touched them inappropriately. Mm-hmm. Some of these critics off on it. It is just a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's not offensive. <laughs> and to yeah. some people, it is. Poor you get, Why? Because they've been waiting for it their entire lives. Some of them, yeah, that is that is very true. <laughs> some people have been dying for this kind of this movie to come out. Mm, well, I knew it wasn't gonna be. I knew it wasn't gonna get done right when it wasn't called World's Finest. Uh, Call it a nitpick. But yeah. that was telling. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, this next one. Lionel. Mr. Yeah. Jim Sterling. About violence in video games. Oh, yeah. This was actually really interesting. Um, apparently, a lot of people <laughs> dumped on Jim. Uh, I think he was complaining about the use of violence in the previous uh, video. So after a big disclaimer about how he actually does like violence in games, he did touch on something interesting, which is, and this has been an issue in games in general, that like, by and large, the number of like non-combative games are very few and far between, even though games have the capacity to make a lot of things compelling. Yet, in spite of that, we're still kind of stuck in this like, whole of everything is kill something even if it's not necessarily violent it's still like aggressively subdue the enemy Mm. and what he was ultimately calling for hoping for whatever is just like more creativity in other directions yeah Yeah. and i'm definitely for this um as much as i give this guy shit mr play my movie he found a way to make like doing basic ass shit compelling. Yeah, well, that was one of the things that I I loved about this video that Jim pointed out was like for all of his like, you know, for all David Cage talks about emotion and shit and how he he's he says the same thing about violence in games. Like all of David Cage's games are centered around violence. Uh, and uh, a lot of it's senseless. Eighty percent of them devolve in the over-the-top Matrix fights. Well, not only that, but it's just like you know the the new demo for Detroit. It's like it has an android being shot to death, and mm-hmm. in Heavy Rain, it's still about a serial. You know, it's a, a kidnapping and killing and, and murdering and cops and crime and, and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, I yeah, mean, um, Indigo Prophecy starts with a murder. <laughs> yeah, pretty violent one. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I'm not really that surprised. I mean, at least with the main... Uh, if you step away from, like, the indie stuff and just more just mainstream game, I mean, that kind of stuff sells really, really well. Well, it's it's easy. It's very direct. You don't really need to explain yeah. a whole lot. A lot of this stuff is ingrained in this, and it's it's in all mediums. And it, it, again, it's just it's just easy with games. Yeah, and, I mean, you also got to think, you know, think too that, I mean, when games first started to become a really big thing, they were all about violence. 
I mean, it kind of came from just the idea of just shooting something or killing something or jumping or whatever. I mean, that's just from the, even from the very, very beginning. That's what games have always been about. <laughs> so well, and, and some of it, too, is that one of the, the, the appeals to games are allowing you to do things yeah. you can't normally do. People, yeah. by and large, don't get into like that degree of violence and... You know, like we don't really want to kill. It's like the only safe place where you can kill shit. I did this the other day. I tested my superpowers out on a hobo. There you go. Sex. Yeah. So. I mean, it's this place where you can do all this stuff, and humans naturally have these like violent animal ass impulses. And I mean, it's a fit. It's a good fit. But there's other stuff we can do too. Yes. I mean, I mean, I always come back to it, but look at those Telltale games, which are interpersonal interaction simulators. Like, when are they going to do a Star Trek game? Because it's basically kind of it. Mm. And I mean, really, Star yeah. Trek in general is about diplomacy. You can do a game like that. I mean, they kind of did that with Mass Effect a little bit. Yeah, that's what I hear. But... Uh... Even the Telltale games fall under the same, you know, it's, yeah, it's all about still killing and shit. Yeah, Game of Thrones, uh, Walking Dead, a whole lot of murder. Yeah, it's not that there's conflict, it's just like it's all centered around such violent acts. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I don't know, when you look at like TV and stuff, there's just, there's more, you know, like, there's well, not enough yeah. comedy games, you know. There's no real, there's no, there's only like a handful of games that deal with like romance or anything like that. That's why I, Catherine was so interesting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, TV may might be a bigger culprit. You can't turn on basic cable. Like, every show on basic cable starts with a murder. Mm, well, there's a lot, but I mean, as far as like genres on TV, you know, there's something for everything. If you want to mm-hmm. watch comedy or rom-com mm-hmm. or just drama... Mm-hmm. You know, mm. it's a well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You would you would think that considering like like simulations are a thing almost exclusive to gaming, like and you look at the kind of dramas you see on TV. Just imagine apply that kind of writing to like any of those, um, I don't know, blah blah tycoon games. Mm. <laughs> like we haven't really seen that yet, but that seems. It makes sense. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of mixing and matching we can do that hasn't really done yet. I guess is my point. Mixing and matching. What do you mean? Like between genres or like what? Uh, kinda. Well, I mean, like, like, like again, take the Telltale games for example. Take all that interpersonal dialogue-driven stuff and place it alongside something that isn't like hunting and shooting. So, like, so there's this is more yeah. like survival horror, but uh, uh, amnesia. There is no killing in that game. No one really well, gets, is. You die, but it's not because you've been like killed or whatever. It's all about running away and <laughs> that kind of stuff. Well, that's, 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 that's same not thing. quite it. Well, like let's take let's take another one. Um, well, like, I mean, take I mean, like a. Well, I mean that game. You're not stabbing or killing anyone. It's just running away. <laughs> well, well, it's at this point, it's more like what the game's about. Because mm. there's there's like nonviolent games that are still about conflict. Mm. Like, yeah. Whereas whereas look at the real world. There's like so much other things you can do that aren't about conflict. Like, yeah. 
Hmm. I mean, look at all that goes into someone just trying to work their way up through a company, or maybe somebody's dream is to be some sort of... Like, we're only now getting to the point where sports games are having storylines story in them on the regular. Yeah. Uh, so, what, would Harvest Moon fall in that area? I mean, there's really no... Harvest Moon, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there's only conflict in that about, if you... Because think about, about that. that. Yeah. yeah, well, you think about that. That's just, you want to... <laughs> build a greater farm you want to become a pillar of the community there's all these things to do there's all this diversity in gameplay there's a lot of elements to build up and none of them are about hunting killing fighting yeah what what it comes down to at the end of the day is the same argument that he's made before and everybody has pointed out is that there's not enough innovation happening in the AAA space. Yeah. They do it safe and they do it to make money. And all the innovative stuff is happening uh, in in the indie space. I mean, when I think of you know something that fits this criteria, I think of like To the Moon. That was a really it was a really fun game. It was just story driven. It was like it had I think some puzzle elements, but it was pretty. It was heartwarming, you know, and it wasn't. You didn't shoot anybody, you didn't stab anybody. There's people die, but it's it's not because they were murdered. It's because they got old. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stuff. I mean, I think what he's expressing here is a desire for, you know. When you get older, you have an appreciation for life, and you like to see that more in your mm. art that you take in. Yeah, let's uh, you know, let's let's see some other stuff too. Yeah, I, I just feel like we're not going to see that in the. Well, that's not true. We will see it, but not nearly as much. Um, it's going to need to get big in the indie scene to the degree that AAA realizes they can make money off of it before they start doing it. It's got to be a sure thing before I think anyone in the AAA space will try. Yeah, but they. Yeah, I, I mean that's usually how it does work. Is that if they see it's working well in the indie space, then they'll try. They'll take I mean, pieces look at, of it. Look, look at Resident Evil Seven. Hmm. Uh, horror games are were taken off in a, or were, were are taken off in a big way, and RE7 and PT they both jumped to first person. They both got away from their combat mechanics, and yeah, hmm. we'll see. We got next year. Uh, ah, yes, the an article by Wired interviewing Kojima. The legendary creator of Metal Gear Solid on his weird new game. (laughs) Yeah. Nice job, Wire. His weird new game. Yeah, Wire. (laughs) Shut the hell up. You show Uh, him some respect. It is kind of clear that they didn't know what they were, who they were talking. I mean, they probably did, but they were just like, they don't really understand. I don't think they thought they knew. They thought they knew, but they. I mean, they. I feel like they hadn't. Like they've never interacted with him before. Like they kind of came in and, and asked him like sh- pretty straightforward questions that anybody in the industry who knows who Kojima is and knows he's not gonna like he's not gonna he's either not gonna come straight out and tell you or he's if he does he's just gonna be like all right fine <laughs> yeah. this is pretty obvious but here you go like I don't know that was funny but I don't know there's. <laughs> It was a pretty short read. 
Yeah, Wired is a tech news site. I, I'm. Yeah, it's kind of uh, they don't yeah. usually they don't usually cover game stuff. I mean, they do it a little bit, but not. This is kind of rare that they would interview. Yeah, <laughs> someone from the game industry like this. Uh, well, there are a lot of. He did like twenty outlet interviews at E3, mm. and then we picked this one. But uh, <laughs> this is the one I saw. Some interesting stuff to pick out of there, in spite of that. Uh, basically, this game is pretty far off. Probably like two years away. Damn it! And they don't even have an engine settled yet, so there's not much to be said. I mean, there is with the teaser well, and what, what things are represented, what he's trying to aim for. Yeah, there's uh, some concepts in there, but it's just so far away. It's like we're this is probably gonna lie dormant for for quite some time. Like we probably won't even hear anything more from this until like I don't know next year, like next E3, Late you next think? year. I don't even know about next E3. Maybe mm. I don't know. Maybe another teaser at, at next E3 or next fall or something, but I don't know. It's a ways away. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so... But, uh, read the article for yourself, kitties. Kitties. Meow, 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 meow. Uh, next article by Gama Sutra. Fable Fortune Kickstarter cancelled after private investor steps up. So... They how far how close were they? They weren't even that close. I think they were asking for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and they had only made it to around eighty thousand. Let me double check. How that. far into it? Were they? Uh, twenty-two days. Yep. Yeah, no, that's not. Oh, yeah. Boy. So they it's ended, not great. You know, so they were lucky that they found this investor because it probably would not have made it at all. Um, uh, I think it's because. I mean, we have so many card games now. And E3, they just, like, what, announced, like, three or four more card games yeah. based off of big ICs. <laughs> and it's just, like, come, come on. Why didn't, doesn't anybody make, like, a real set of cards anymore? Why don't they just do that? <laughs> so I think The Witcher, didn't they um, do a board game, too? Like, they kickstarted a board game, or I think it was The Witcher, maybe it was some other... Oh, a lot of these things have board games that get kickstarted. Yeah. Um, I can't mm. remember... Uh, Dark Souls got one recently. Oh, it did? Mm. I did? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's card games are great, and they do do well on mobile. That's why probably so many of them are releasing on mobile. But it's just we have so many of them, and I watched the gameplay of this Fable card game, and it's almost almost identical to uh, uh, Hearthstone or Hearthstone, however you pronounce it, um, Blizzard's card game, which is like <laughs> dominating it, dominating that. Area. Yeah. So did you go over the part that this? project and this in Lionhead got shut down yes and, it was oh, I didn't and, say that. yeah and then they they regrouped and then got the right then Microsoft was like sure yeah go ahead and make this yeah so, so I'm wondering why Microsoft was just so easy to let go of the IP like that I mean because they don't they I mean don't they didn't let go well, they sorry just, not let go that they just um they're let letting them use it, it. Yeah, letting them use it so because they don't care. Microsoft doesn't care about Fable anymore. Wow, they really disconnected themselves that much, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they canceled. What was it? Didn't they canceled some Fable game recently? Is yeah. it Fable Legends or? Yeah, it was Fable Legends. That was the latest. What was going to be the latest one? 
Yeah, and they shit-canned it, right? And then closed the studio and everything yeah. related to it. So clearly Microsoft doesn't care about Fable right now. And after seeing this Kickstarter, it kind of seeming like people don't really care as much as they probably thought. Yeah, no, I wonder who the fuck the angel investor was. Did it say? No, it just... It, it was the unnamed investor. They didn't get Maybe it was Peter Molyneux. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised on that one. What else? What I don't know if he has that kind of money, though. It was uh, Investor X. <laughs> Pretty much. He wears a big uh, X-shaped mask with a Cyclops <laughs> visor on it. Yeah. Uh, what I'm... is that? Because that... as soon as you said that, that's what popped into my head. <laughs> Speed Racer. Yeah. Oh, right. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It just looks like all the other card games that are coming out, except with a Fable skin on it. And that's, yeah, man. That's kind of... I don't I don't know. care about any of these card games except the one they're not giving me. <laughs> Which, Acid? Oh, Final Fantasy VIII? Which is Triple Triad. Oh, yeah. yeah. They need to give me that shit, too. Yeah. yeah it would be so fun. should make a real version of that. But, they do. you know, they do need to. Square's that's got my, my whole. I don't, they they are just ignoring Final Fantasy VIII. They give us the seven remake, thirteen fucking two Kingdom Hearts, fucking wow. two super duper HD point three four and shit. <laughs> but they didn't. Twelve again. They yeah. don't give us anything. Really, I mean, they shove Squall in some of these Decidias and the Kingdom Hearts games and shit. But I want, I want eight. Ugh, it's so. Yeah pretty and i was so in that world and that's a game that if you said we're remaking and we're gonna divide up then i would say that makes sense i put mm-hmm. you know 90 hours into that game or, yeah. 100 or whatever yeah that makes sense i mean i just want it give me a movie Throw yeah, me give me something bone. i mean i want to you- see that and the music was the, it's the best yeah, the music was really good. I mean, even a little while ago, I think it was like three or four months ago, they had released Final Fantasy Nine on Steam. I think it was, and on the, or, yeah. So oh, I mean, eight, that's, eight had already been on Steam. Oh, that, yeah, okay. I think eight's there. That's good. At least it's there. But yeah, and they're doing like a fucking, uh, like a PS4 HD version of twelve too. I don't know who was asking for that. I don't even under. That one. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of tuned out by then. Yeah, I, I, uh, I liked it. I played it. Well, and I, I enjoyed it. I guess one of my beefs was that was they were kind of like, oh yeah, you're going back to Avalis again, yay! Like, give I'm me like, a tactics. Ooh, and and I was sitting there like, ooh, do we get to uh, see the characters from Tactics? Not that Avalis, yay! Uh, and I'm like, mm. fuck you. I know it was good. I like the characters. I don't know. I don't think I got that far, but mm. I would love to to give that one another shot because it. I played it and it didn't offend me, and I, I liked it, and I wanted to be there, uh, which is something I couldn't say for thirteen. Yeah, twelve was the last one that gripped me. Mm. Uh, ten for me. Uh, ten two. I mean, not 10-2. God, not 10-2. Yeah. Just 10. Was I that a 10. Freudian slip, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I meant, I meant 10. Did, did you like pop star <laughs> L- Yuna? No, well, you know, it's I, okay I, if you did. You know, when I went to GameStop today, I saw 
thirteen on the shelf, and it was I think it was like five bucks, and I was like, White should I? And I was like, nah. No. I was like, I'd come back in a year and pick it up for like two. <laughs> yeah, it will be there. That I promise. It'll be there. Collecting dust. Oh man. So much cosplay. Yep, you can you can turn that on and watch Lightning tell people to get out of her way over and over again. <laughs> Turn down this corridor. Uh, um, okay, so this next one, if we thought Nintendo couldn't get any worse, oh jeez, they proved that they. <laughs> oh god, what now? God damn it! What okay. All right, so this one article by VentureBeat. Nintendo insists that the Paper Mario color splash joke was not about Gamergate. Oh, did you read the whole thing and watch the video? Uh, What's this about? I didn't watch the video, but I read the article. It's totally not about Gamergate. They said it was about Watergate. This is what they were saying. Yeah, I saw I saw the tweet. So Zoe Quinn was on Twitter, and she was like, "Wow, Nintendo! Like you fucking like how." dare you like make fun of my suffering or some shit and i was like what and so they there's two screens and one of them's like something about five fun guys and it's like five toads in front of this gate and then <laughs> oh, i just got that as a pun and then later on <laughs> there's actually like a, a like a couple minutes later somebody says something like Oh, I because you have to like make them all dance or something, and someone's like, "I hope no one's recording this. I hate to be caught up in like Shufflegate or something." Ah, uh, yeah, yeah but, Watergate. And then someone pulled two of these screens together, and maybe it's her. I don't know. And then she was all pissed about it. But yeah, <laughs> it's funny. People are like, like I don't blame her for getting like triggered about this like it's whatever i guess you can jump to that conclusion if you want like obviously she's had a lot of shit thrown at her but but nintendo came out and they're like no it's not about that they're two different jokes about two different things like it's not what we were saying mm-hmm. it's a reference to the watergate scandal mm-hmm. uh which is pretty clear and it's <laughs> the other thing is like the gate you know uh suffix it's not. Didn't start it's not with, exclusive. It didn't start with Gamergate, and I don't believe it even started with Watergate. It's just kind of something Shuffle you gates. put at the end. It's something you put at the end of a scandal. Well, see, I remember. Yeah, I remember before the big one was Gershman Gate. <laughs> oh yeah, Gershman Gate. Yeah, see, and that goes bad. They took that from Watergate. Yeah. And Clinton had Whitewater. I don't think they said gate, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's not ex- anything with gate at the end of it is not automatically gamer gate. Well, yeah, is the point. Yeah, but it's just these days everyone's so sensitive about this stuff that it's just any yeah any way that they can make you know some sort of weird connection they're gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. sensationalism city. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry that happened to you, bro, but. This joke was not made at your expense. <laughs> uh, frankly, even if it was, it's like, well, it's a thing that happened. It's not a death threat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. No, no. Yeah, All right. All right. Yeah, some, some asshole takes two pictures and suddenly it's news. Mm-hmm. All right, Nintendo. <laughs> you win this time. Right. Seriously. Okay. Uh, next one. 
something a bit more joyful with Nintendo-related news. The Nintendo 64 turned 20 today. Yay. I remember playing One that lovely thing. One more year and you can drink. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Uh, wait. Did you guys both have the N64 back then? Or no. no. No? Okay. Yeah. yeah that kind of did. Joe. I did. That was good times. I, th- what? I got it for, for Christmas. Oh, best time. I was actually... Uh-huh. My mom and her boyfriend... We went to Toys R Us, and somehow they bought it without me seeing it. <laughs> and they they got in the car, and then yeah. on Christmas Day, I was like, oh, shit. There's actually a picture of me <laughs> somewhere holding the N64. Uh, and I guess it, I don't know if it was 93 or 94. It must have been, yeah. Because if it um, came out in June, then by Christmas, yeah. I must have had it. Uh, what did it come packed with? What game were you playing? Uh, I don't know if it actually came with anything or if it was bought separately, but the one I remember it having was playing a lot of at the beginning was Wave Race. <laughs> okay. Good one. Which was amazing. It was amazing. The water was mm-hmm. just like, that blew my dick off. Yeah. <laughs> I I think mine came with uh, packed in with Mario 64. Mm-hmm. And that was just that was mind blowing. Uh, when you used to see Mario in 3D like that, it was just I remember playing that for just days and days and days. Yeah, yeah, it's good it's stuff. Good shit. And Star Fox uh, 64 was good, and even Smash yeah. Smash Brothers. Oh my God, Zelda yeah. 64. Yeah, I remember I used the next. To, I used to play a lot of Star Fox 64 with one of the neighborhood mm. kids. That was like that was fun. One of the games that had me thinking oh maybe this 64 thing um i can't remember what the other game was it was that um i really wanted to play hybrid heaven when after i saw like the commercials for that and yeah. it was basically like hand-to-hand fighting rpg that was like yeah like, <laughs> me too but i never got a hold of it yeah that was good but uh, yeah i think the next year zelda came out my uncle got me that for- christmas but yeah i remember taking it with me on a trip to fucking southern california to go to disneyland (laughs) and and like cooking it up in the hotel and like us having to call like room service to be like uh we're trying to hook this up (laughs) (laughs) i think we did or no wait actually fuck you know what happened i think that was before christmas i didn't have one but i had i think we rented one from blockbuster oh okay and i and i had rented probably like mario and maybe some other shit but we rented it and like took it with us on a trip (laughs) that's tight that's good times that is good times god i I miss those days you could rent consoles god i remember that rent console yeah i oh god i remember Phil Lee had a birthday, <laughs> and uh, it was like a big sleepover with all the Albany kids, and we just fucking like hung out and played Goldeneye, oh, yeah. uh, like four player split screen. I think I might have had Perfect Dark, so we might have been playing that too. Nice. But yeah, man, so fun. I can't remember if we had two and we did like the 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 dual screen, fucking eight players like bots, but uh. Yeah, and we all went and saw a scary movie. <laughs> Very oh. inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Man, you got some good memories attached to the N64. I wish mine were that good. That's awesome. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Wow, what the hell happened? 
Come on, Nintendo. Bring those memories back. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, yeah. N64 was... It was the last time I really fucked with Nintendo. Because mm. after... As soon as I got a hold of a, a PlayStation... It was just no going back. <laughs> you know, it was just I'm a teenager yeah, now, <laughs> and I want killing, and I want deep storytelling, and I want voice acting, and I want good music. I want production value. I want Metal Gear. I want Resident Evil. I want Final Fantasy. I want more grown-up stories. And Nintendo for me never kind of no. They're always in kid uh, kid mode. Um, yeah. Well, it's like even when they're trying to be serious, they're in kid mode. It's like you got Star Fox. They're talking about Star, like you know, Fox is flying around talking about you betrayed my father, you killed him. Our civilization is at war with this mad tyrant. But it's all cute little animals talking. Yeah, the silly little frog. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I, I was still kind of willing. Like I wanted, I was interested in Twilight Princess, but then mm-hmm. I always hated like anthropomorphism and turning into animals and, and shit like that. And then they added the werewolf thing, and I was like, oh, that sounds. I don't want to fuck with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game Game GameCube. I was a little. Like, I played the most at your house, Jumper Cables. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, well, like Resident Evil Four came on, like that was a shit, but. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't own a GameCube, but there always seemed to be one at the house. Yeah. Joe, I think, what was it? Joe, didn't you have two of them at one point? Probably. That sounds about right. And I think, like, eventually you gave it to Ed or something. Yeah. But, you like, for a while, you just always had one there. Yeah. It's, it kinda, it's funny that you say about Twilight Princess and how the wolf part, you thought that was kind of weird. That was actually, like, the worst part of that game. So, yeah, that was not. But isn't, isn't that game basically just uh, high res Ocarina time anyway? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's a good game. Which is basically what I wanted, but I didn't want to turn into yeah. a werewolf. Yeah, that was, those were like the worst parts of the game. It was not fun. I wish you had not turned oh. into a wolf at all. I mean, I guess that's the pattern because the worst part of uh, Sonic Unleashed is Werehog. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, the N64. Good memories. It was a strange console. Mm. Um, I I don't know if I would have experienced this, but thanks to it, I eventually got to play uh, Sin and Punishment. And that game is amazing. That, that, That was maybe like the last time I played a game and just like, like just kind of stumbled across the game and it was just my shit. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm playing this and like this is a part of my life now. <laughs> it's a good game. Uh, yeah, did you guys watch that video in the article? Mm-mm. I didn't. Well, oh, it's incredible. It's like pre pre N64 when it was just like Sony announcing that they're part partnering with forget what the name of the company was like Silicon or some shit where they were announcing that they were going to work on a new console or technology for 3D gaming. Oh. Like, and it was it was almost like this it was like a 3 minute long like video for investors but it's like the most fucking 
80s, late 80s spillover into early 90s, like, fucking like, <laughs> corporate, like, you're going to get sucked in and all this shit. It's a pretty funny video. You can watch it on, what was the site? Uh, TechCrunch. TechCrunch, yeah, they, they have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty uh, funny. I wonder if this is before or after, like, those... Uh preview videos for Final Fantasy 7 using high-res uh, FF6 uh, oh, this models. Is, oh, that's weird. I don't remember that. But this is, like, way before, like, anything. This was, like, they're announcing that we're gonna... They're, we're gonna ver- try 3D now. Their verbiage was, like, we're gonna bring, like, Hollywood-level, like, production value, like, in T2 and some other shit. Like, <laughs> Like not quite yet, but okay. And the video is pretty. It's if you look at it, it's what they could render at the time, but definitely not what you could render for playing in real time. No, yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching it now. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. But that is still that's still pretty nuts to think that this Final Fantasy VII was actually supposed to be on the N64 before it yeah. got moved to the PlayStation. Well, yeah. I want to say uh, Square got out of it because um, Nintendo retained exclusive rights to create the uh, cartridge. Yep, and that would all that would like lead to problems in production at varying points, and it also gave Nintendo the right to screw you at any point. Like if at any point they decided, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't want to make your game, you're just stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point. But also, you know, it's it's so much cheaper to to make CDs. Yeah, so yeah. That well, was it, it worked was out a, because uh, Nobuo Umatsu was basically allowed to like run run rampant with that CD quality sound. Yeah, but that's an, another thing we often forget was about how easy it was to make games there or get them greenlit was because it was so. It was so much cheaper to just make them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was yeah. so much more expensive to make a cartridge. Mm-hmm. That's why we stopped seeing them. The cartridges, yeah. cartridges. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so the last article we have for tonight is from Kotaku. You can't give Counter-Strike during Valve's Steam Summer Sale. What? This is news. I, <laughs> yes, I, it is news. <laughs> Counter Strike Go, it's the newest one. It's, a, it's kind of a big deal. You can't you can't buy this game as a gift for someone. And I guess the the reasoning there is, uh, what were the reasons? Well, first of all, they said, I guess people will buy another copy and then and then jump into like experienced players will jump into um, ranked matches where they're ranked lower so they can either help other people rank up or just beat the shit out of lower ranked players Mm. i guess it's called smurfing (laughs) so they're they're trying to curb that but they also their logic was uh you that their their player base, the the people who play it most are the ones who buy it for themselves, and that people who are gifted copies don't uh, 
tend not to stick around mm. for it. There's another reason in there too, but I, uh, oh, and the other reason was that people will buy it, like resellers will buy uh, the keys for cheap and then uh, sell them at like regular cost. Hmm. Uh, like, you know, like say if good old games wanted to do that, then they could do that. But, uh, which is probably how a lot of those online retailers get some of their deals um, when you think about it. But yeah, it was just interesting to me, the economics of this, that you would say you're not allowed to buy our game in this manner. <laughs> well, it just seems like they're protecting themselves so they can make yeah. as much money as possible. Yeah, it makes a little bit of sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm... It's, well, it's not. It's not just for economic reasons, though. It's for to like protect their their player base and like foster their community, which is interesting. But I still think that mm, you should probably be allowed to do it. <laughs> yeah. Good point. God, I'm like falling down here. Ah, there we go. Okay. Um, let's move on to the topic. Topic. Gaming mascots. Mr. Peanut. <laughs> Mr. Cool spot. Yeah. He, yeah, I, I forget. I think I saw a meme or something the other day, but Mr. Someone was saying like Mr. Peanut is like the biggest, like Uncle Tom or some shit, because he's a he's a rich ass peanut that sells <laughs> other peanuts uh, yeah. away. Jesus. Eaten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's pretty grim. <laughs> Never thought about it that way. That's pretty awful. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, so, we all know a lot of the the big ones. You know, there's, for Sega, Sonic, and then there's, you know, for... There's the big two, maybe the big three, mm. if you want to include the Bandicoot. So Sony, they've had a lot of mascots, haven't they? I mean, there's Bandicoot, of course. Then uh, I, I guess they tried to make Spyro work for a bit. Yeah, and then Kratos is kind of one of their mm-hmm. uh, their mascots. Wasn't yeah. um, Twisted Ace Metal? Yeah, wasn't Twisted? Uh, yeah, Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth was a, a big one yeah. for a while. They've talked about this before. Mm. Uh, you know, they lost. Uh, crashed Activision. He went to other platforms. Yeah, uh, but he has, certainly has the history. So it's it's interesting. They've kind of worked this into their philosophy of uh, it's almost like logo design. It's definitely a part of branding. Mm. Where uh, s- certain companies will have logos. Like I think I can't remember what episode we were talking about. It might have been Jumper Cable's show about like the DC logo and how. Pentagram made them one that could, and and the Hillary Clinton logo as well, where it works in different situations. Uh, so and Nintendo's stuck with Mario. You know they all have their iconic characters, but Sony kind of, it's almost like they're building a, a library of recognizable yeah. mascots. Well, we saw what happened with that. They made a fighting game out of it. Yeah. But I mean, they're still they're still doing that. Like they, it just keeps going. Like when you think back, you know, Crash and Spyro, 
and then it just kind of piles on and piles on, and they have all this these great characters like Drake and yeah, you know, this. But uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. So for Capcom, Mega Man is one, of course. Would you guys say that's uh, like one of the characters from Resident Evil would be a mascot for them? Uh, it's probably more just the zombies themselves. Just the zombies themselves. Yeah, uh. I wouldn't call those mascots. Uh. I would say if Capcom had a mascot, it's it's Mega Man. It's Mega Man. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Mega Man. Mega Man. I guess for Konami. Don't talk. We don't talk about Konami. <laughs> well, they don't have anything right now. That's but if true. you were to go back, I would probably say it's. Before they were Pachinko whores. I uh, would say it's like something from Castlevania, but I, I can't even name uh, the characters. It's uh, the closest thing to, like I guess, a mascot from Castlevania would be Simon Belmont. Yeah. So, yeah. Really? It's more likely Dracula. Huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you consider the fact that like uh, the Japanese name of Castlevania is Demon Castle Dracula, yeah, huh. I think for for a second it was probably Snake for a while, but I think, yeah, I think after a while it sort of mm-hmm. everyone got to know, know Kojima too much, and we all know that it's just yeah, like Snake is his mascot. That's more yeah, than anything. It's, it's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. He got that big. Oh man. Um, so Nintendo. Well, we, we said Mario before. Uh, I would say Pikachu. That thing is like the face of the Pokemon games at this yeah. point. Every time you think about them, yeah. you always. Though think of that's that. mainly due to the cartoon. Mm. Yeah, that's mainly due yeah, to I, the cartoon. I think you're Pikachu right. Pikachu was, was in those games, but he was not that big a presence. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think is better? The way Nintendo has it, where they have so many iconic can- characters, but they have their standout, which is Mario. Right. But Sony Sony kind of has a lot of iconic characters, but they don't really have they don't have standout. a standout. Huh. I mean, they do, but part of it is them not claiming it, right? And I think maybe they've maybe that's smarter because they've looked at what Nintendo has done, and they look at what happened to them. Whereas you have like, you have like your core Mario games, but you also have tons of shit that Mario appears in that's just like garbage. And yeah, yeah he has, but has to be money. there. He has to be there because he's our mascot. Well, two things: one, that's money, and two, those games aren't for everyone. And I'm not even saying, oh, they're for the Mario fans. No, because like Mario Party, I imagine that's being played by a lot of kids. Yeah, and that's so, great. Sony doesn't do that they don't take any of their characters and kind of whore them out just to <laughs> to turn a buck yeah. well, i mean i'm, I'm, I'm gonna make this a bad thing i mean meanwhile uh, i enjoy mario candies and weird little insulary stuff but i guess that makes me what a slut what <laughs> if if i'm buying the thing that's being whored out what does that make me are you really hyped on like mario golf <laughs> um, not especially, but I bought some like Mark like, Andy's in a little mushroom tin, and like, they, I, like it so much I kept it. That's not what that's I'm talking so about. I'm talking bad. about like all of this like weird sh- shovel. Where like Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Like I was pumped for that. So he gets, he gets, he gets. 
whatever. There's tons of like really <laughs> shitty games that we can't even name them right now because they're so random and obscure, <laughs> especially on the Wii. <laughs> well, you if, know? well, not even on the Wii. If you think back to yeah, it, I think yeah, it was um... Sony. Sony only makes the real shit. We only get you only get the real Crash Bandicoot kart racing. It looks like you were really fun. Crash Bandicoot kart racing things. I like I like those a lot. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm saying like now like. There's no Nathan Drake fucking tennis, right? <laughs> no, no, there's not. I mean, yeah, I mean, Mario was put in a lot of really strange games. Even back in the Super Nintendo, I think it was Mario was missing, and it was just all Luigi. He was trying to find Mario. <laughs> well, that was a weird game. Well, yeah, but game. it's still something different. That's a game that's, we're not, like, we're, we're kind of moving out of the territory that I'm talking about. Okay, what are you? I mean, I'm not clear on what you're talking about. Though. You know, like, you remember, like, 10 years ago, you could walk into a Best Buy mm-hmm. and look at the Wii section. Right. And it's just, like, mountains of shovelware that you don't even, like, it's, you don't even remember. Like, yeah. Where it's just, like, like five mini games and, like, it's shoved onto a disc and it's shoved, <laughs> they shove, like, Mario on it. And it's, like, here, Mario Party fucking 17. All of those weren't Mario, though. Right, but there was a lot of shit where that Nintendo put out with its characters on it. Yeah, but you didn't have to play those. Those weren't for you. Right, I think and they it, weren't really for anyone. They're bad games. They were for kids. Kids love those party games. So do drunk people. It's not even just the party games. Uh, do you want me to look up a list of, of Mario? <laughs> Let's look up a list of games that Mario has appeared in. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Um. Well, I think I think the point to all of this is that there's there's a give and take to each approach. And the approach Sony has chosen is not to do, is not to shove their characters in every single possible thing, or make money. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think they make plenty of money. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. But on a, on a side though, those Mario Party games though, I was kind of shocked how much money they actually make. They make a tremendous amount yeah. of money. Of course. <laughs> Same with the Mario Golf games; those actually do strangely incredibly well. Have you guys not played Hot Shots Golf? Those games can be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me see here. So Halo. Halo, excuse me, Master Chief is definitely Microsoft, one of Microsoft's... Um, he, well, he was the well, Xbox for well, he is. Yeah, you're right. Well, he, he, for a while, he, he was number one. Is. Um, who else do they have? I think... I mean, he uh, not him, but a Spartan did end up in DOA. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. To that point. Yeah. Mario was in NBA Street version 3. Really? <laughs> that's tight. Yeah. Well, there was a Mario basketball game. I would make. I'd like, I would make. I'd like so to much. see. I'd like to see Luigi break browse, break Bowser's ankles. Mm-hmm. That'd be tight. Yeah, the Mario basketball game was Mario versus Donkey Kong Two: March of the Minis. Those are fantastic games. I love those games so much. Mario Strikers Charged. I hate soccer. Soccer. So no. None of that. Dr. Mario Express, Dr. Mario Online RX. Those games Dr. are Dr. Mario's so are fun. Mario yeah. Super Sluggers, Mario Power Tennis. He's in a lot. Mar- 
Mario and Sonic the Olympic Winter Games. They keep making mm-hmm. those. I like the crossover. Mm. Mario Sports Mix. Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. Uh, Merchant Street. There's just there's a lot. It's of a lot. It's a lot. People love their Mario, mm. and Nintendo mm. loves making money. So, yeah. yeah, they keep selling. That's the only reason why they aren't dead now. Yeah, they rely heavily on their existing IPs. But I guess it's it's kind of two different beasts. Like Mario is more yeah. of a he's more of an icon. Yeah. Whereas Sony, yeah. Sony, all the stuff that they've backed tends to be a little more mature, grown up. Features like real physical people. Well, it's they've also a, they've tried to like push some of their mascots to mm-hmm. nowhere near the level of success. Yeah, that's right. I mean. A lot of the, the thing about it is it's all, a lot of it is third party too. Yeah. Um, like uh yeah. the Jack and Daxter and uh fucking what's his boring ass face? Uh Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> uh Sly Cooper. So yeah. they have have these characters but they're all through third parties. Yeah. But they don't really have like an internally developed like they, Yeah. They, I mean, no. That's that's probably that's probably the uh, de facto thing here, because uh, Sega made Sonic, Nintendo made mm-hmm. Mario, who made Crash. That was Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. So they, they never I mean, made with these companies with the big mascots. It's usually a game they've made, nurtured, put a whole lot of stuff into. Yeah. Mm. Sony never really. Did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, of course, Sonic. Good old, lovable Sonic. Mm. What happened with that poor guy? Well, again, like, kind of k- got back on track with colors, and then, um, what was, um, was it Generations? Yep, that was actually quite good, too. Yeah, you know, I've, heard, I've heard. Amazing. I've heard some people making like arguments that Sonic was like not even good on the Genesis. Which Fuck one? With first, that it was, second, third, or that it, or that it was overrated? Yeah, I, yeah, those people don't deserve to talk. I mean, I could kind of see it when you when you think about. I know Sonic just has a different flow. Yeah, it's certainly well produced for the time. Yeah, it's like level designs. Kind of strange, but I don't know. I I I would I'd say that um, they're, they're not they're not at the level of Mario. I think that's what more what the argument was was they're trying to they're trying to say like Mario is like platforming perfection and Sonic is like good, but the idea a lot of people kind of have it skewed in their minds that Sonic was like gameplay wise on the same level as Mario, whereas that was. It's never really true. They were just good games, kind of, and because they were two competing companies, they got pitted to get against each other. It's it's different in a number of ways. Like a lot of people don't really like you latched on to the right idea when you said Sonic has a different flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say one did it best, where it was actually about really tight platforming, and the speed segments were kind of like rewards. 
for platforming and navigating these situa- these situations well. Um, some of the games get it right where they allow you to utilize the speed elements to benefit yourself during the platforming elements. Some of them even require you to utilize those speed-based elements to fight bosses, which are always good. Um, Sonic's good. I think it's rarely been perfect, whereas... Um, how should I put this? If Mario's better, it's only because it's more self-actualized than Sonic, if that makes any sense. Mm. So um, I don't think I don't like to I don't like to call Mario the de facto superior game. Mm-hmm. I I think it's fair to say that. I think when you hear people say when people com- see, see when people come when everyone compares like oh this when you when people are playing Little Big Planet for the first time and they're saying this platform doesn't feel right, what they're really saying was this jumping doesn't feel is correct as Mario. Yeah. Is it that the jumping feels correct, or is it that what people want and are getting in Mario faster than they're getting in Sonic is a consistent flow? Mm. Like, do they want to be good at it quicker? Hmm. All I remember is that mm. a long time ago... Because that's the thing I'll give Mario over Sonic, is that it flows a bit more smoothly. It's just pick up and play. It just works... Yeah. I feel like Sonic, kind of the nature of the character and the nature of like the style of game kind of are at odds. Where it's like you're if you when you're moving fast, you always want to be able to see what's ahead of you. But if you're in a platformer, you're you're not gonna be able to do that. So you kinda of have to react a little quicker. Mm. And I'm sure there are highly skilled players that can do it, but it just kinda of like Set at odds with the premise of this character is all about speed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the absolute best moments of the Sonic game was was the speed parts. I mean, I remember my favorite parts in Sonic Three was when you were going so fast that the camera couldn't keep up with you, and it's just literally like you'd see him like flying off the screen and they would finally catch up. Moments like that were just that is what made Sonic Sonic. Um, the best moment in Sonic for me, I want to say it was a level in Sonic and Knuckles called Flying Battery Zone. Mm. And it's kind of like you're you're doing this high-speed infiltration of one of uh, Robotnik's air bases. And, like, uh, the first few minutes of it, you're kind of, like, speeding through different elements. You're kind of, uh, like, doing, like, monkey bar things across, uh, across not, like, wires. You're jumping onto like flaming turrets that launch you up you're like running through these crazy cylinders it's an explanation doesn't do it justice but it's kind of like one of those self-actualized moments in sonic where it's like okay they know what they're they know what they want to do and they know how to do it right yeah yeah like it feels like whenever you would encounter like a block or hit him hit like an enemy and it would slow you down it just threw everything threw everything off and the game just it didn't feel didn't feel as fun well, anymore it, what, what I said about flow is that there's a lot of stop and start with Sonic and I think you don't want to do that people saying Mario is well no I think people saying Mario is inherently better is because they don't have to stop and 
Yeah. It's, if people people say that's better, it it sounds to me like you don't want challenge. Yeah. So it like the the games that they usually don't talk about that much when it comes to Sonic are the Sonic Advance games one and two on the Game Boy Advance. Those were mm-hmm. actually beautifully crafted games because the levels were set up just for him to keep running yeah. and running and running and running. To, to adhere to speed, I think the only time you really had to slow down and you weren't really slowing was during the boss fights. That was the, the only cool time. thing about the boss fights there is they were still about running. Yeah, yeah. So that's those were the time. I mean, those are like perfect example of Sonic games that were done right. And even the later on with the Sonic Rush games, those were actually quite good too. They were focused not so much on speed but more so on doing like the combos and the tricks and all that kind of stuff yeah but. well you ran you ran into a different problem with uh sonic when he jumped to 3d and that they made the jump without figuring out how to adequately control him in the 3d plane yeah and all the dream and they never fixed that problem they kept making games without trying to fix that one big problem yeah, and it got weird. It's kind of like uh, Resident Evil holding onto the tank controls for as long as they did. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, these controls don't feel good, but they make it scary. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Well, I can, but I won't get into that again. <laughs> well, no, when I say I can't argue with that, that's like the designer. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. But um, but yeah, Sonic, you were you're still special to me. Mm. Still love you. Um, what other mascots do we have here? Uh, Midway. Wait, Midway's gone, right? It's not no longer. No, a thing. no, they're still. Is it still around? I don't know. They were gone. Or uh, no, Mortal Kombat's its own thing now. No, I thought mm. it was a new company now. Like, um, yeah, it's NetherRealm Studios. That's, that's what know. it was. That's what it is. Midway had a lot of shit. Yeah, they had like Galaga and all that shit in there. Yeah, they had a lot of old shit. Yeah. yeah. That old good shit. Mid- well, Midway with the the one with the crazy owner that like invented Chuck E. Cheese and shit. That's oh, Tari. Okay. Yeah, it's Tari. <laughs> that was Nolan Bushnell. Yeah, yeah that crazy <laughs> motherfucker. What about EA? E- oh, it's in the game. do they even do they have a mascot? Do they? I feel I like know. they they have faith for Mirror's Edge. They have fucking the Assassin's Creed hood. Yeah, that outfit. <laughs> that counts. Uh, but isn't, Assassin's... Isn't that Ubisoft, though? Uh, yeah, oh, that yeah, is. you're right. That is Ubisoft. Ubi Dooby. Ubisoft yeah. kind of has Rayman. Yeah, Rayman. Yeah. Oh, Rayman. <laughs> and Jade Rayman. Well done, sir. Um uh, then there's Tomb Raider, Idos with Tomb Raider, or Laura. Laura. Well, Idos? Idos is tied to Square now. Yeah, that's. Square. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, they own them. <laughs> I just Square forgot about has that. Cloud, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and Laura's been taken into the fold. Um, Square, yeah, they have. Well, pick your pick your poison with the mm-hmm. Final Fantasy series for a while. Oh. Joe, for a while, wasn't it like ver- various pictures of Moogles? Yes, Moogles mm, were Chocobos. Chocobos, yeah. yeah Chocobos, too. Like, I want to say that that uh, Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 cover was kind of it for oh, a while. Yeah. That was with the mechs, that one? Or, wait, what was a different scene? Well, well, it was it was 6, but remember it got called 3 in the States. 
Right, but what was on but the cover? You, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it, it was like some like slick ass Google on the cover. Oh yeah, and it had like crystal or I know which one. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Moogles were Moogles and Choco Choc- in the Chocobos. It's Ooh. okay, Joe. <laughs> I, say it's, I say it's everywhere. Um, who, for a while, for a short while, when Final Fantasy X was at like at its peak, I know Titus or Titus or whatever you want to pronounce his name. He was quite popular, even though he was a whiny little bitch. But besides that, oh, yeah, people did like him. girls. because teenage girls yes, he wanted was. to touch him. All he what, all he did was he complained about everything all oh, the he time. Talked about that. He Where never complained. Titus was like super me? happy. What? Well, yeah, he was a happy guy, but he also well, he really, was both. very whiny. He he was naturally upbeat, but he also spent a lot of time whining about his his lot in life. Yeah, I know he had like dad issues, and he was like a man out of time. Yeah, yeah, but he also he complained, complained about, about it a lot. Yeah, um, a lot. It, 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 oh, here's the thing: is it it can be obnoxious for sure, but it at least made sense. Yeah, but it was still annoying, though. It's like sometimes, dude, come on. I don't know. Well, it's like when a lot of people. Well, it's kind of like about, having a friend with an a annoying hat. People complained about like Squall a lot. Like he was fucking super emo. That and, guy like, had problems. Like well, rude. Well, you guys but know. I, I, yeah, I he was a dick. I, ne- I never noticed it. Well, I've complained he was about a, him before. It, it, excuse me, Mike. You didn't notice it. Why are you talking to me, Quistus? Why don't you just talk to a wall? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, I didn't notice it when I played it as a fucking moody teenager myself. I just like, well. <laughs> See, I was happening. a moody teenager, and I was like, why am I being a dick right now? Why can't I say mm. something nice? And then he says something nice in the little speech bubbles that indicate it's in its head. <laughs> yeah. Well. Also, I know when I was going back through that, something I did notice, minor tangent. He'll start a tangent in his head fin- and then finish it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why don't more people think he's crazy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Squall's one of my least favorite Final Fantasy characters. He's, he's- the best Final Fantasy character ever! <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, I knew that yeah, was coming. Um, I think he's got a lot of worthwhile depth to him, but he's kind of a... As far as characters go, he's a bit of a slow starter. Uh, like, I, well, they did a over the course of a hundred hours. <laughs> they uh, they grew his character. Well, what end, I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying is like by the time he becomes like really likable and relatable by the end of disc one, that's kind of mm-hmm. a long way to go to really be behind your in-game avatar. Yeah, but I, I like that mm-hmm. they they had him grow and kind of. Well, it definitely yeah, pays by the, off. By the end, you feel like he's got a like their family. Yeah, I fucking want another Final Fantasy VIII. Just give it to me. <laughs> I love that world so much. Me too. If I could do it, I would go there. Just fucking. If you go, take me with you. <laughs> it's a better lovely. Take me with you. It's a lovely world. Man, um, I want to start over. I want to be. 15 again and go study to become a seed. All right. <laughs> Who's your waifu? <laughs> uh, I think I always like selfie. Uh, big. big nunchuck girl. Wait, nunchucks no. Yeah, 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 that was her. Yeah. Some big old nunchucks and big old hair. Uh, uh, yeah. Square. 
I'd say it's cloud. Uh, uh, definitely. We didn't really settle on EA. Let me look them up. What have they had that's really been theirs? Mirror's Edge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. It's like the only... Oh, Battlefield. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so basically some... EA's got some logos. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they're the kings of uh, generic dude bros. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Insert sports game guy here. Well... And every military shooter, all that the battlefields too. and shit, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of it's kind of funny that they they're also the home to faith. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd say if they were to pick one, they should go with faith. Yeah, she hasn't really had uh, a really breakout popular game though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it time. Hmm. Out. Oh man! Oh man! Uh, no, wait, no, that's Crystal Dynamics. Gex the Gecko. Oh wait, <laughs> wait, 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 because I know he didn't start off on the PlayStation. Hmm. Which one of those failed consoles that came out during the 16-bit era was Gex the flagship character slash game on? 3DO. I think, I, I, I think Jex was on like Panasonic. Was that or was 3DO? it the CDI? Was it? Maybe. I don't know. It was one <laughs> yeah. of those. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, <laughs> what was Bubsy on? PlayStation. Uh, he started Bubsy? off on the SNES. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 3D Man. was on the PlayStation. I remember playing it. Oh, yeah. I played him on the Sega Genesis. I remember that. Oh, he was on the Genesis <laughs> yeah. too. Okay. That's he was multi platform. That's cool. Oh, okay. So EA, I'm looking it up. So EA Games actually had one a long time ago. <laughs> I remember this. Ty oh the God. Tasmanian Tiger. Oh, dear. Huh. It was, oh, that's something. I remember that. I mean, I never played it, but I remember seeing it. He, he throws boomerangs and stuff. That's, yeah. <laughs> all right. Holy shit. My Tasmanian Tiger. <laughs> Tasmanian Tiger. That's different. Um, huh. What was that movie about the Tasmanian tiger? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, the the hunter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is that the what it was hunter. called? The yeah. Willem Dafoe movie. Yeah, we saw that in theaters, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, um, can I throw one in there? Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you, Joe. Huh. Uh, what's um. I think it's Natsume. What's Natsume's mascot? There's a correct answer to this. Mm, well, shit. What did they What did they make besides Harvest Moon? They made the fishing game. I can't remember the name of the fishing game though. Uh, it's a fun game for multiplayer. They didn't make Advance Wars. No, that's that's intelligence. That's systems. intelligence systems. I don't know. I, I'm at a loss here, but I feel like I should know. What uh, is it? Here's another hint. Here's another hint. Uh, they tried to release a gritty reboot of it on, I think, either the N64 or the Cube. Car Battler Joe? Wait, no. Uh, part of the title was Act Zero. Act Zero. Act Zero. Act Zero. Act Zero. Blank Act Zero. Blake Act Zero. Wait, what? What is it? Blank is the name of the property. Oh. Bomberman. 
There you go. Oh, that piece of flaming shit. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) That did so... Oh, that was like the worst game. The the premise seemed tight, but at the end of the day, it just looked dumb. It looked dumb. It played dumb. Everything about it was just dumb. It was an abomination. But but Bomberman himself is awesome. Oh, Bomberman is fantastic. Um, That is a great series. So I'm looking at EA... Uh, some of the stuff they have Dragon Age. Mm. Uh, they have a lot of sports. Uh, they did the Def Jam games. Mm. Uh, they did the Dead Space. I, I guess that you wouldn't say that they have a. They don't a really mascot, have a mascot. So I think I'm, we're kind of stretching a little bit. None of these companies really have mascots anymore, except for Nintendo and yeah. Sega. But even Sega, it's just like a legacy thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I'd call Bomber. I'd call Bomberman uh, Natsumi's mascot. Mm-hmm. He's got that sort of. Uh, he's got that sort of like pull and appeal to him, yeah. as well as having the legacy attached to the company. It's just not as big. He's not as big a. He's not as. He's not part of as big a company. Wait, wait, wait! No, Bomberman's a part of Hudson. Oh my God! You're right. Never mind everything I said. I'm stupid. <laughs> right. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. No. Uh, did they ever do a crossover or something? Because yeah, it's, um, they're yeah, all, yeah, they all, did. They did. Okay. That's yeah, on the, on the on the Game Boy. Well, not not Hudson, <laughs> not something, but oh. Bomberman. Did do a crossover with uh, Wario. That's probably why you were thinking. Of. You know who EA's mascot is? It's Uh-oh. Sid Meier. Oh dear. Sid, really? Sid Meier. Oh. Huh. I didn't even think about That's that. That's right. One. Or maybe stop, it's stop. maybe it's Will Wright. Mm. <laughs> He's gone. Um, which company has Andrew House desk? That's Sony. <laughs> it's also <laughs> or is Nintendo's mascot Reggie now? Yeah, yeah. God, I, I, I well, yeah. If they'd stuck with the Muppets, God, I want a plushie of him. I was watching some video. They should make those. They should make a uh, body pillows. Oh God! Oh, My body man. pillows ready. I would. Yeah. I would cuddle a Reggie. <laughs> Uh, I was watching something about him recently where he was, or they were just, re- it was a recap of like the greatest E3 moments. And one of them was re- them announcing Reggie. <laughs> and he literally came out on the stage and it was all, he said something like, I'm all about kicking ass and taking names. Gotta love he him. literally said that shit. I mm. still, I still remember him from being the one that created the, the Bigfoot. Pizza from Bigfoot little pizza. That's what he was doing before he joined Nintendo. He was the creator really? of the Little Caesars Pizza Bigfoot thing. Really? He's the one oh, who made shit. that. That's funny. Did you know this before? I did. That's all I. Every time I see him, I always think of that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? How did you know this? I, I I don't remember how I found out, but if you look him up, that is what he did before Nintendo. I'm just curious how you knew this before. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Just I was just. Uh, he stepped out on that E3 stage, and you were like, "It's the Bigfoot Pizza guy." That is exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that That's is exactly tight. what came to mind. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. Huh. 
I, every How would time, you have that knowledge? I, I don't even know where it came from, but it's legit. Probably saw some weird shit on TV. Was he in a commercial? Or no. I don't think he was ever, like, he sh- on any of the commercials. He's just the creator of it. Well, well, you got to think back to how you got information, how we, rather, got information in the 90s. You either saw it on TV or you heard it from somebody else. Yep. God, that Bigfoot pizza was so good. Mm. Oh, it was Pizza Hut Bigfoot pizza. That's what it was. It, I was sitting we, there yeah. thinking that had to be Pizza Hut. Yeah, it was um, Pizza Hut. The Bigfoot pizza, was that the one that had the toppings all the way to the edge? Yeah, and then you could get the, the every time you got the box, it was like rectangular shaped, and it was just, had so much pizza in there. Just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked Pizza Hut back then. Oh, God, man. But that's what he did. He used the, the guy to either blame or congratulate. I don't know. Well, no, I'd congratulate him on that. That shit was brilliant. It was. It was delicious. It was, I remember going yeah, to Kmart cool. and eating that shit. Mm-hmm. Good, delicious time. Yes, good time. Very <laughs> random. Uh, I'm trying to think. Are there any other noteworthy mascots worth mentioning? Um, mm. Treasure needs a mascot. Uh lovely art assets, but they they don't have a de facto mascot. No. They really don't, do they? Are mascots a thing of the past? Um, you know who does have a mascot, and this is something they implemented somewhat recently. Not, I don't know about recently, but not too long ago. Um, Namco. Pac-Man. Um, hmm. Well, for a while, yeah, but now like what I usually see anytime Namco pops up is kind of like a logo with a, like a low-res picture of Nightmare. From Soul Caliber, huh? Hmm. Huh. That's I wouldn't expect that actually. I don't, yeah, uh, he's not the character you'd expect as a mascot, but no. I guess he's for a decent image. Huh. But to go back to what Mike said, I kind of think they are at this point. I mean, besides like you know just Nintendo I, and Sega, that I kind of missed that. I mean, I really don't think mascots are as big of a thing as they used to be. That that says a lot of, I don't know about bad things, but just like disappointing things about the nature of humanity. <laughs> I don't know if it's disappointing. I mean, it's you're, disappointing. You're, you're talking like, about a bunch of large corporations deciding, let's typical. not have a weird caricature to appeal to children to buy our commercial products. Yeah, let's instead be all serious all the time. No, not no, no, not no really. Joy. It's just saying like let's not no merchandise, let's not just lure people business. in with a cute character, and and then that's what we like Nintendo did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know they can slap 90- they can slap Mario on anything, and people yeah, will buy you know crap. You know who's buying ninety percent of that shit, or who ninety percent of that shit is for babies? <laughs> How do you think <sighs> we got into this, Mike? We didn't, like, form these opinions as, like, thinking adults. We got into this shit as little-ass kids. We saw Mario and Sonic on t-shirts and commercials and all this other shit. And yeah. cartoons. Cartoons, still, Mike? Still, at the end of the day, it's all just shoved in your face to buy something. It's marketing. Yeah, a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, What's the statute of limitations on commercials, Mike? 
What are you talking about? What's evil? Uh, I'm just What's saying it's it's fine. It's it's I don't know. It's mm. a it's a weird thing to mascot or not. I guess people choose to use logos as their branding more so nowadays. Yeah. Uh, it's about I guess nowadays it's more about conveying your personality through your your brand, your like whole existence, mm. rather than kind of funneling it through something. Because there's a lot of non, there's a lot of mascots back then. You have the little Caesars guy, mm-hmm. Ronald McDonald. Mm. You know, there's an example of <laughs> of something that's maybe not the best. <laughs> like, let's uh, let's appeal to children to fucking poison them with our our food. So I, so actually, Ronald McDonald is oh, no longer McDonald's mascot anymore. It's now a um, a Happy Meal with a face. Yeah, see, they moved on to a logo. Keeping something even creepier. It's a, it's a little less insidious. I don't know. Um, I mean, it seems like I don't know. It just seems like it. it would, and it we would can't feel have fun anymore. We can, and there's tons of fun games. It's. I, I don't yeah, know how I would. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about Sony with like a weird little mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I guess it's just a marketing technique that is just no longer really needed anymore. Yeah, seems kind of joyless to like I, de facto I think, say this needs to go away. We I don't think it. it I think it ran its course. Mm-hmm. I think there pro- obviously a situation where it still works for you, like Nintendo and Disney and things like that. But um, yeah, I think I think it was probably. You know, the whole thing is marketing related and there's always trends in marketing and yeah. branding. And I think it was probably a wave. Like you can look at the waves of logos throughout the times, like every ten years you can kinda get a good sense of where things are shifting. Like swoopy marks were a big thing for a while, like putting everything in a circle was big for a while, you know. Mm. And it was like whether it's drop shadows or whatever the fuck, people latch on to certain things. And for a certain time in the '90s, it was mascots. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone was trying to uh, get on that uh, Mario Sonic thing. I mean, as as much as people like Crash, heaps stinks of trying to recreate Sonic's popularity. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, talking about like even outside of gaming, it was just like. Just everywhere, like Chuck E. Cheese, fucking all this shit, you know. Oh yeah, they redid, uh, they redesigned Chucky. Now he's this uh, mouse. Oh, not a mouse, a rat. He's oh. some he's skinny rat. Hips. Yeah, he's some skinny little hip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but in the just in the food food industry, like fast food industry, I mean, mascots are still a huge thing. I mean, look at Jack in a Box with like the Jack guy. I mean, look at the yeah. Burger King with the King. Yeah, and those commercials are funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those store like Taco Bell. I guess you're right. I mean, it's a really big thing in the food, um, but not in games. It doesn't seem like it's really yeah. not a big deal anymore. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. I love Jack in the Box. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I, the, I love the, the mascot Jack in the Box. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> the food is okay. Definitely, really terrible for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it, it all is. Yeah. I mean this. But yeah. I mean, it's funny how uh, with like KFC, they were actually going downhill for a while until they really brought back the Colonel, 
and he actually <laughs> and, and it worked that marketing which, campaign which is, is amazing that yeah, that worked it worked and it worked incredibly well everyone yes. started buying kfc again when they started Easy. doing like all those new commercials where you know they brought the colonel back so that's one of those situations where i look at it i'm kind of like double taking and looking at everyone like like no one has a problem with this <laughs> no what it actually helped a lot i'm not actually angry i'm just really confused <laughs> right right i mean it's just yeah so mascots help seem to help a lot when it comes to food but not entertainment it seems that doesn't really seem to be a thing i guess well not anymore anyway Oh man! Wait, was cool spot for Pepsi or Coke? Seven up. Seven up. Seven up. I was even close. Seven up. Seven up. That's what it was. Oh, good old spot. Man, that mm. was good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's it for the mascots. We <laughs> we, oh boy. we talked a lot about mascots. God damn, yeah, probably did. more than we had any business to. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's fun. Uh, there was a lot of them. Um, all right, let's do... Uh, um, so, where can everyone... Oh, no, recommendations. Game yeah, you're thingies. skipping the step, Joe. Boy, E3's throwing me off. All right, so let's start Jeez, with... You tell us to get on the soul train with that one, Joe. Yeah, I was almost there. Um, Lionel, how about you? You got you got any games you've been playing there, buddy? Um, I haven't actually played it. But I'm going to recommend it because I really, really, really want to play it right now. Mm. Um, granted, part of it is me and Joe have been talking about it a lot. Uh, Advance Wars. Ah. Yeah. Now, I would recommend Dual Strike since it's kind of like the culmination of everything. Mm. But um, I think maybe the one I want to play right now, well, since I can't play Dual Strike, is uh, what was it? What was the name of Advance Wars 2? Like a black hole something. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah. The, first, uh, the the second. Well, they made two of them. There were two black hole ones. There was one on the Game Boy well, Advance and one on the. Uh, sec, like Second Strike or something. Ugh, crap, I'm like well, Dual Strike. Games. Dual Strike. Yeah. Yeah, Dual Strike. If you have to, if you're only gonna, excuse me, play one of them, I'd say uh, go with Dual Strike. It would be like if you really want to get into the series proper. Start with the first one. The first one has like a pretty in-depth tutorial on how to play the game. Mm. The only problem is, is it's mandatory your first time, right? But um, it, you know, it teaches you all the basics. Um, you're not clumsily working through it during the campaign. You know how everything works, and it runs pretty smooth. The interface is good. Uh, there's even a little narrative to it where you're like training with one of the higher NCOs. Yeah. Um, it's it's cute. The whole the whole setup of it is cute. It's got a lot of charm, in spite of it being about war. It manages to be like endearing and fun, even like in the middle of combat. You're seeing these cute little chibi soldiers flying off screen when they get hit, and it manages to look adorable, even though you know these characters are dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they're. When you watch some of those battles, there it's pretty brutal, but because it's done in such a cute way, you're like, oh, well, yeah. just, they just kind of get thrown off the screen. No, there's yeah. an actual war here happening here. People are dying. <laughs> there's a lot of death happening. Uh, yeah, they, they play it in a non-threatening way. I think that that adds to the enjoyment. It allows you to just kind of focus on the tactical element. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, tactics are key in that game. Um, every character stands out. They usually have a special ability and a special power they can activate for one turn, and that helps to mix things up, make it more interesting than, I don't know, chess or whatever. And the power element builds up over time. By the time you get to dual strike, you're not only having tag battles, but tag power, some of which completely break the game. Yes. I'd say if you like uh, Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy Tactics, just turn-based tactics games in general, and you haven't already played Advance Wars, definitely play it. Yeah, they're all good. And I mean, it's, I actually didn't know this until I researched a little bit more into it, that they came from a long like series of games that were on release on the Game Boy. Yeah, it oh. was sort of that that um, was it that tradition of Nintendo to just apply the name of the system it's on to whatever name. Yeah, kind of like uh, Star Fox is Star Fox sixty four, Mario's Mario sixty four, or Super Mario is on the Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah, like how every <laughs> Super Nintendo game had Super in front of it. Yeah, so it's called like Super so was, Super Famicom Wars or something. Yeah, like that. so it was like it was like yeah, Famicom Wars, uh, Game Boy Wars, uh, Super Famicom Wars. Even, I mean, it it stays that direct. Advance Wars is Advance Wars. It didn't deviate from the formula till it went to the DS. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, the uh, Advance Wars is where it really took off. It got, um, it got good, really good. Funnily enough, though, we might have gotten it sooner because they were trying to make a, a Advance Wars games for the for the N sixty four Battalion Wars. Well, oh, oh, you mean oh, you mean sorry, sorry, sixty four. You mean those? Okay. Well, it kind of became ba- Battalion Wars. Yeah, those those were stupid because because they tried to get on the cube and it turned into that. Yeah, uh, they made two of them. Yeah. So I guess it was going to be maybe like I don't know sixty four wars or something. <laughs> I would not be surprised on that one. Um, yeah, I'm glad we got it as advanced wars because I want to say that that's the game where they added the character and story elements, and that's where the majority of the game's charm comes from. God, I want to play those again now. They need to make more. I mean, Days of Ruin from a technical standpoint is good. But all the joy just got sucked right out of that game. They tried to like, go. That was, that was the gritty reboot. Yeah, it was too gritty and, though. While some of the character designs are okay, the characters themselves are like not very likable. I mean, Advance Wars characters are pretty one-dimensional. Maybe the deeper ones had like one and a half or two dimensions to them, but uh, they were they were charming. They were in a very cartoony. Yeah. Whereas these characters in Days of Ruin are still just as one-dimensional, but you're supposed to everything everything they're framed in makes you believe they're supposed to be taken seriously, which yeah creates some uncomfortable dissonance when they're like trying to make silly ass jokes, and you're like, no, no one really smiled. That was a very. Well, if they smiled, it's only because that's the way they were drawn. Yeah. Based on what they were saying, you'd you'd expect them to be like teary eyed or grimacing or screaming or, yeah. Yep. Uh, I definitely need to play the dual strikes though. Again, I will need to find a way to play that. Um, cool. Uh, Mike, how about you? What have you been playing? 
Um, nice. More than, more than usual. Mm. Uh, oh. I've been playing a little bit more Stick of Truth. Nice. I'm a, a bit of ways into that. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Actually, I'm glad I picked it up again. Uh, it's just funny. It's just a good experience that uh, the battles are like, I feel like they're challenging enough, but they're, it's pretty simple mechanics. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like perfect to breeze through mm-hmm. and let it experience. There's just something new around every corner every time. So... Still going through that, having a good time. Um, I guess I got kind of hyped from uh, seeing uh, the fractured butthole at uh, E3. Uh, And let's see, I played a little bit of Metal Gear Online finally, but uh, I think I want to play some more of that and report back next week. Okay. But uh, I did something I was not planning on doing. Which was uh, I actually installed Deus Ex and uh, Human Revolution. I've been oh. playing that. Huh. Um, I guess just I don't know. Looking at that trailer for the new one, maybe I was just kind of in a cyberpunk mood or in the mood yeah, for. You were, you were adamantly against that trailer when we talked about it on the E3 episode. Well, no, wait, I was talk about it on the E3 episode. Mm, yeah. No, I think we talked a little about bit. it before. Yeah, we did. Saying, well, I mean, before the E3 episode, we were talking oh, about. Oh right. You were talking about it being. Yeah, cool. no. Well, the live action trailer was silly, but the I watched a lot of the gameplay, and it was whatever. But I don't know I was just kind of craving something, I guess, sort of RPG ish, but like you know, FPS yeah. RPG. So. In a, in a cyberpunk setting, so I put it up. But I was—I never wanted to touch this game. I played a little bit after I first bought it on sale a while ago on Steam, and then I—I kind of—I saw this thing it called out on it, and this is really—and I met her in the game. It's this insanely, like, weird, like, racist caricature, hmm. like bum lady. She kind of talks like she's like, "We, how you doing, Mister Jensen?" And shit like that. Like that's how <laughs> she sounds like a mammy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's exactly how she talks. So I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just kind of ignoring that part. She's not really important. She's just kind of there digging through the trash. But it's like, mm-hmm. all right. I'm kind of just ignoring it. But I mean, I'm having a good time with it. It's fun. Actually, kind of reminds me of. Uh, well, I played the. Uh, I played Deus Ex 2. Uh, was it Deus Ex? Wait. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, it was. I played that on Xbox, and I, I loved that. It was great. I tried playing the first one. Didn't get too far on that, but... Uh, I don't know. I just love Cyberpunk. It's really fun, and it's cool to run around this universe and kind of just do what you want. But, uh... Yeah, there's lots of multiple ways to do things. Like you can, like there's a police station. I'm assuming you can sneak in. That you have to get into to like look at this dead body early on. Uh, you can sneak into it by like finding you know escape ladders and finding your way in. Uh, or you can probably go in guns blazing if you wanted. But 
uh, I chose to raise my like speech skill and kind of just talk my way in, and that was really cool. So I, nice. I definitely enjoy the freedom that it allows me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I remember that being when that game before that game came out. That was like a huge deal. How you had all these different mm-hmm. options and how to approach stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. It's funny. I remember everything about it looking really good, but it looks kind of like dog shit. Yeah. And I have everything kind of turned up to mm. higher settings on my PC. Just the textures and kind of the face models are fugly looking. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was that time when it came out. Well, how long was it ago? Was it? Yeah. When I think about it, years. It's a while. It, it is. It fits more into like the 360 PS era. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was a late era game. Like I feel like it. It's one of those things where the quality I'm getting on my PC is probably like comparable to what it looked like on consoles when it it actually should look a lot better. Yeah, I actually kind of want to try and see if I can find some mods to make it look better because, mm-hmm. and the the texture resolutions for some reason are just garbage. Ouch. Mm. Mm. cool uh so what i've been playing is the new kirby game robo bot yeah <laughs> it's kirby Robobot. <laughs> and uh, it's um it's great it's it's more kirby and mm-hmm. um uh it's the thing that i i've been really enjoying it a lot the only thing that kind of sucks about it is that the robot suit the one thing that they've been pumping it up like just you know why you should buy this game is you can't there's like only a select amount of powers you can actually use the robot suit with because what it does is like kirby will suck in everything gets its abilities blah 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 but the robot suit let's just say you have the power on kirby to like throw things or whatever as soon as you jump in the robot suit you lose that power and you now have to scan a whole new enemy with the robot suit in order to get it to get it again but mm-hmm. it kind of like locks you out of certain skills you can't uh, you know so you can't use them with the robot so it's just I like see. that's kind of like I mean, like come on you, you're you're making like the robot be like the big top thing you're talking about and pitching and making it seem so awesome and yet you can barely use it with any of all with all the powers so yeah and um, I, I think they need to take a step back like i appreciate them trying to do different stuff but Mm. i think they need to take a step back rather than a step forward Mm. i want to see them take a stab at the uh i can't remember which game it was the mechanics where you had all the animal sidekicks that was amazing that was uh, they were were so fun it was dreamland 3 and uh kirby dreamland 3 and um i think another one they made on the Super Nintendo, but no, that that was incredibly fun. I want them to bring that back, but what yeah. they do is they, they they just tease it. You can get trophies, mm-hmm. and you can like uh, when you have the stone power, you, you can change into different shapes, and you'll change into those animals from the previous game. So like they tease you all over the place, but you, don't, yeah. you can't actually use them again. Yeah, I want to say that that was before. Um absorbing the enemy's power became like the mainstay of the Kirby yeah. games. So this this was a point where you had that, that interesting gameplay before Kirby could like steal powers and utilize things and approach any level in a different way each time. So now imagine putting those two hands together 
Well, Imagine, if you will, you have that level where the hamster's like spinning you around on the umbrella and firing you out, but now when you fire Kirby out, he's swinging a sword, or right. he turns into the wheel and goes riding off. Was there like a, some kind of artsy, arts and crafts looking Kirby game, or am I thinking yeah. of Yoshi's Woolly World? Well, you're thinking of Epic Yarn, Kirby's oh, Epic yeah. Yarn. Oh yeah, Epic Yarn. That game, that I, are... I returned that, I should have thrown that game back at the, no, back at the store. It was, <laughs> it was awful. It really? Was, it was just so, just like, kindergarten easy. It was just, dis- <laughs> it, I was disgusted by it, how easy it was. No, it was it was not. It Yo, was that's not why you game. let one of your little siblings play it. They didn't like it. John hated it. It was st- oh. it just no one liked the. It was just so incredibly well, easy. And well, then donate it to like a boys and girls club so a kindergartner can play it. I guess, man, because it's just <laughs> is and like really and you couldn't you couldn't die. You could never die. I remember just, that uh, being announced and people were like stoked on it. Oh no, it did yeah. really it did really well. It didn't get bad reviews. People loved the look and the style, and that's where the the whole yarn thing came into you know, got really popular and that's why Yoshi, you know, it looks the way that it does. But it's just the game was yeah. just not How was Yoshi's Woolly World? I actually have that. That game is actually quite fun. It's uh oh. it is difficult in some parts and challenging in some parts, but um uh, I remember the uh, little lady on the E three thing she made a bunch of yeah. woolly yoshis plushies yeah no that was that was that the yoshi game is great the kirby game i was just i mean the kirby games aren't like the hardest thing in the, in the world but my god oh. this game was basically just holding your hand the entire way i see it was incredibly incredibly easy to the point where it was just boring so that's did not like that game at all. Uh, anyway, um, overall, the new Kirby game is great. It's got a lot of new extra modes that you can play, uh, some multiplayer stuff, and some other time trials and all the typical Kirby stuff. But it was fun. I've enjoyed it. I blew through it really quickly. It was not, <laughs> <laughs> not that hard of a game to. Shout out to my homie Knuckle Joe. Yeah, his power. Who's that? His power wasn't in there though. Oh damn! Yeah, uh, you get his power, and I believe you can do like jujitsu. No, no, it's box. That's no, one of those. Yeah, it was. That was the crazy flicker jabs. Yeah, that's what. It was. There's another. There's another guy who generates the same sprite, but like Kirby, like like slides up to something, and if he touches the thing while sliding, he'll do some crazy uh, judo kaniku man throw. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, those powers, both those powers, are not in this one. Uh, oh, they've removed both of those powers yeah. are hilarious. Though I guess it would be too much to have a mech German soup like something. They kept they keep removing powers with each iteration, so I, I don't know. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I don't know why they're doing that. But anyway, like, that's, that's uh, I missed good. the mic. Yeah. Oh, that power. that was in there. Uh, okay. Luckily, they didn't get rid of that one. But the cooking Kirby wasn't where he cooks everything. Oh, uh, um, yeah, and turns you into a health item. Yeah. Oh well. Um, anyway, that's Kirby. Um, I definitely recommend getting it if you are a Kirby fan. It's really, really fun. It's been getting great ratings all around. It's what's it's a, it called? Uh, Kirby's. Jeez, uh, oh, I don't remember the full name. I know it has Robo Robots Robots or. Hmm. Oh, Kirby Planet Robots. 
I want them to drop the price of the 3DS so I can get one. It's got a lot of great games on there, like a lot. Yeah. I just want to play that shitty version of Snake Eater. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play a bunch of things. All right. Um, all right, that's it for Kirby. Let's move on to where they can find our shows. Uh, Lionel, where can they find your show? Well, first and foremost, you can find all of our shit on our website, uh, heylistenradio.com. But if you don't, you know, you don't want to be lame and do all this shit on the computer, you want to get it on your phone, well, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Android, and Google Play. Uh, let's say you happen to be on SoundCloud. Well, we're there, too, at soundcloud.com slash Radio. Uh, you can get us on the Facebook or the Twitters, if that's where all the cool kids are hanging out. Also, hate listening to you. Uh, if you're turned on by my droll-ass sleepy voice, you can find me in particular at the Old Taku Connection on all of those places. And if you're looking to maybe hook up, you can talk to me on Twitter at Old <laughs> Did you really just? <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm sleeping. Uh. <laughs> you got those big black balls in your mouth. Ladies, I'm very lonely and a little desperate. <laughs> oh, me too. That's a lie. I'm actually pretty, like, I wouldn't say content. Um, I think I've reached the apathy event horizon. But, you know, you guys guys should message him on Twitter, because maybe he will actually use it. (laughs) What do we have to do to get you to use your fucking Twitter? I try. I I got on there recently. (laughs) Hmm. Um, I retweeted the last episode. Do you, Joe asks you this all the time in chat, but do you actually, do you have the app installed on your phone? No, I don't have the room for it. You gotta make room. (laughs) Okay, that means I have to get rid of, um, fucking the Nintendo thingy. Oh, Mitomo? Yeah, because that thing is a space whore. What else do you have on your phone? How much Not phone? My, how phone much... Does, my phone doesn't have a lot of space on it, is the hmm. issue. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Mike, how about you? Where can they find your show? Oh, wait, 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 wait. All I right. Lionel Cup more. Uh, uh, it's an important episode. Mm. It's an episode about heroes. Oh. oh, wait, I already did that shit. <laughs> that one already. That one's out. But I want to say by the time this one comes out, the episode will be about the summer lineup of anime. Boy, Boy, love. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you get to hear about my secret desires. (laughs) That's right. No spoilers, Joe. Uh, All right, Mike, how about you? I am at Hyper90s on Twitter. Right. Uh, my show is called Hyper 90 Zeitgeist Break- Breakdown, and it kind of is posting whenever. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be monthly, but I am too wishy-washy about what I want to talk about. 
Mm. Let me pick. Uh, well, I, I we had this conversation the other day, but I wasn't. We didn't end up anywhere. It was. Are we going to talk about Bruce Lee, Kevin Smith, or the Fairley Brothers? I would love Kevin Smith. I I'm down with Kevin Smith or Bruce Lee. I think we're going to do the Fairley Brothers. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All Eat right. a dick, Angelina. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not ready yet. Okay. All right. Um, as long you as promised we... me dragon, you promised me the Bruce Lee story. Oh, maybe we maybe we should do that one. And uh, you put those fucking Fairley Brothers in front of me. Mm. Hey, they're I great. Will, I will strike them, and then I will strike you, sir. As long as we eventually talk about that article with Mario movie and why things went to hell, I will, yeah. I will be happy. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. Did you hear that? Yes, we did heard you, that. Did, yes. Oh was, did you just give us a demonic fart? <laughs> I farted through the mask. <laughs> oh, jeez. I can't wait to hear that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that happened. Yeah, um, that happened. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right um,. If you want to find out more about the <laughs> fuck, he just farted. If you want to find out more about this show on Twitter, follow it NAGP Returns. And there you go. All right, let's round finish it. He already finished it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Um, since I'm going on the constantly hitting up Lionel, Lionel, final thoughts. I don't know, man. Like. <laughs> Like I, I, uh, I just I don't understand. The world is changing in ways, and it's too fast. And this is there's no country for old jumper cables anymore. A, like it's time for me to ride off into the sunset with your mascots. Yeah, just me and the mascots. Find oh. your dad in that fire he's building. All that, yeah. <laughs> We're going to throw them all up in the carriage and we're going to make the Oregon Trail mm. to nowhere. There's a lot of death on anywhere. the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Not when I do it. Yeah. Um, Mike, how about you? Any final thoughts? Put it in your mouth. Go on, Riggs. Put it in your mouth. Fall in the toilet, Riggs. Riggs! Riggs! Did you buy the toys?